1: for the Community Church of God, and I am Pastor Ben Taney
0: from Rainbow Word of Faith and
1: Power Ministry, and we're so glad again to have with us Drake Travis, who is the author of Healing Power, Voice Activated. Hello, Drake. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing today? Well, I'm excited for the great Another a great day
2: ahead. Um, right. got a little bit of a sniffle, but we'll be all right.
0: Well, we come against that sniffle in the mighty and majestic name of Jesus, and we, we command it to go back to where it came from, because we don't catch colds in the kingdom. <laughs> we set them free. We release them. <laughs> set them free. Catch and release. Uh, the here. sun is set free. It's free indeed. So, Brother Drake, you are free indeed from any sniffles, any, any, any sickness, near. diseases, germs, virus, or allergies that touches your body, I declare that they die instantly in the mighty and majestic name of Jesus.
1: Amen. Now let's get uh, this
0: broadcast started.
1: All right, Drake. So,
0: Great. you know, as as I was reading
1: the book, I was really fascinated by near the end as you talk about what happened in the Ukraine and yeah. at the service there where all the people were healed. And I guess what I really want to talk about first and, and get your opinion of, get your thoughts about, a lot of times people think, I really can't be involved in... A healing ministry. I, I, don't think I could do that because those people are like super Christians. They're they're different. They're a cut above. They never have any doubts. They never have any wondering. They've always got it completely together. And since that's not me, I probably couldn't be involved in any of that. And as I was reading that part of it, you know, you had spoke at that church. And I guess, culturally, they would shake their head from side to side in agreement where we would think that wasn't agreement.
2: That is exactly what was going on. And And you
1: you talk about, Mm -hmm. you thought you weren't connecting with them when you really were. Can you tell us about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, that's exactly what was going on. You know, God was in the process of emptying me out. I'm there on the podium. I... In, in, in the story, you can you know those you share that book and read that. Um, I I couldn't see; my eyes went really blurred. It was really strange. I'd never see, happened before. You know, six inch letters I couldn't see. I couldn't think straight. I thought, well, I'll have to just go by the spirit today and just talk. And I started talking about Daniel uh, parting the Red Sea with the Ark, and when the fruit in the Garden of Eden rolled down Jerusalem Street to Bethlehem when. Elijah's fire came out of the oven to burn Sarah's, you know, bakery. I, oh, I, just, I couldn't. <laughs> you
1: had it all my, the
2: back. My mind went berserk, so I couldn't think. <laughs> I couldn't see. I'm sitting there thinking, you know, even God thinks I'm awful today. That's what I'm thinking and feeling. I look out there shaking their heads. I'm thinking, they think I think My self-confidence was gone. And when we get out of the way, God can make the way the way he wants it to. Um, and it, was, it was one of the most salient lessons I'd ever been through. God was just saying, kid, I'm going to use you. You're the faucet, but you're not the water. <laughs> Open yeah. up and let me flow. Bumpy, bumpy lesson. And, um, and then and once I got out of the way... And my self confidence was gone, then the confidence of God took over, and that's what God's trying to tell all of us. I've been around great healers; they they're, they're just like everybody else. They, they just they see something that they've been looking for, and you know, it's uh, that that is that is what happened. And. You know, people ask me, "Well, when it happened, did your hands feel hot? Did you feel a tingle all over? Did you hear this? Did you hear that?" And I, I kept looking at my palms. And I'm thinking, "Man, what's coming off my hand here?" Because everybody I touch here is getting healed. I look at my palm. I check my chest. And I'm thinking, "Do I, look in the mirror of a piece of glass across? Look, at, is there some glow coming off? Nothing. Nothing. You know, the Holy Spirit blows very well, and you, you, you can't explain this."
0: You know what, Drake, as you were saying that, I was just reminded of Jesus. And we know he's the the role model, the sample son. And, and he always made this declaration. He said, it's not me, it's the Father in me, he does the work. So he says, yeah. God's spirit is work. And he said it in Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to do this, that, and the other. And mm-hmm. the scripture says over in Mark, you know, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues, and I believe that's that's praying in the spirit, but it's also, your conversation is different. (laughs) Look, they would Uh take up serpents. Nothing shall by any means hurt them, meaning no weapon that's formed shall prosper. They will lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. He told us, this is the truth about who you are now. You're born again, you're recreated, I want to work in and through you, and our job is to just believe that god's job is to manifest that it's that yeah. simple.
2: <laughs> and and he'll 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 show up, but the thing is um if if we say no in our mind before we even ask mm-hmm. now, then the answer is no
1: so what what would be your word of encouragement to people who Through fear, and and over the last couple of days, we talked a little bit about fear. You know, people are afraid of what people might think of them. They're afraid that maybe the person won't get healed. They're afraid that they'll look stupid. They're afraid that they're not adequate. You know, there's a lot of different fears. What would be your word of encouragement to people to step out?
2: There's that fascinating story of Jesus doing a healing in the Bible. It's a blind man. He lays hands on him. You know, what do I want to see? All right. He puts his hands on his praise. and He says, "Well, what do you see?" He said, "I see trees walking around." And Jesus is gotta be thinking, "Well, hmm, this isn't Lord of the Rings here."
0: Hit him
2: again. Um, you know, where the big trees are walking around there, and <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Excuse me. And he says, "Well, let's do it again." So he puts his hands on him again, again and, and praise, and then the guy can see clearly. Why is that in the Bible? The only reason that's in the Bible is, is God is encouraging us, guys, what you need to have happen, what they need to have happen, may not happen the first time. I mean, did Jesus botch the first time? No. It's a, it's a pure example for us, which his whole life is an example for us, to say, pray again. Pray again. We're supposed to pray again. I mean, are we ever supposed to say, Okay, I'm done praying now. Okay, I'm done ministering now. I'm done anointing now. I got it right the first time. No, we're supposed to live entire lives this way. And as we persevere in this, for for anyone, the, 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 the breakthrough, the kick-through is going to happen. For me, it happened in Ukraine. But it happened after Drake got out of the way. It happened for Drake when Drake got out of the way. It's like John the Baptist. Prepare the way and get out of the way. Don't prepare
0: the way and then block the way. And, and I think, can I, can I answer part of Rich's questions? This is what's been revealed to me in, in Matthew nine twenty three, 23, when uh, the guy brought his son to the disciples, and he said they, they could not heal him. Not they would not heal him, but they could not heal him. And then Jesus said, bring him to me. Of course, Jesus asked him, Do you believe I'm able to do this? The father said, yes, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Okay, now now God, Jesus can work with him because he said, I need help. And we understand he's a very present help in a time of need. But then later on, the disciple says, well, Jesus, why couldn't we not do it? And Jesus told him, well, this type, and I believe he was saying, this type of doubt and unbelief goes out by only fasting and praying. So sometimes you have to, fasting it, it crucifies the flesh. <laughs> it gets the flesh sure out of it, it. gets you out of the way. So yeah. that's a lesson for us also. Maybe you we need to discipline You know our spirits. We need to fast sometimes. You need to pray, start meditating yeah. on God's word instead of meditating on all the, all the the reasons why you can't do it, the reasons why you think you're insufficient, you're not worthy. Well, well you are worthy. When you see Jesus, Lord and Savior, you became righteous, and now you're... A minister of reconciliation. You're an ambassador for Christ. So it's about knowing who you are. And I always tell people, you can do very little for God if you have the wrong image. Image is everything, and we're supposed to be made in His image, in His likeness. So when you have that mindset, when your mind is renewed about who you are, you can go boldly. I I practice righteousness every day. Every day I encounter people, and I just listen to them and hear their stories, and it's an opportunity to declare to them the kingdom of God is near you. And whatever their yeah. issue is, I'll lay hands on them, pray for them. If they got a demonic spirit, I I, I had to cast one out yesterday just before Bible study and it, it left. So it's just who we are. And you have to realize this is who you are now. You're a new creation.
2: Yeah. We have so much authority. And so we much, don't we, so just, much we don't
0: like <laughs> Yes. We
2: just don't know. Yeah.
0: Go ahead, go
2: ahead, Drake. It's it just, it's just sad. I mean, I was joking about that chainsaw thing a couple of days ago. You know, it, it, well, you got to pull a cord and start it. Right. You know, you, you don't push your car. Get in and start it. Right, 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 um, right. The thing is supposed. To, the spirit, the angels, the angels are sent here to minister to us. Call on them. Ask, ask for help. Um, and like you talked, you said about fasting and praying. I mean, my wife and I, you know, ten children. Food is a big thing. <laughs> Just about the only thing that always happens on schedule right? is food.
0: <laughs> That's food true.
2: runs our life, and the Bible talks about, you know, those people whose God is their belly. belly.
1: Uh-huh.
2: We're pretty determined with our food, and um, nobody's going to take my food away, and, and, you know, wars get fought over food, and, oh, my word. Um, how about doing what God says be our schedule? How about every time we enter a public place, just scan with your eyes and say, who needs prayer? Who needs prayer now? And you know, everybody's in the middle of some battle. Everybody's got pain in their life. Jesus came, and the reason initially he started such a rage was he took people's pain away. Amen. Most of us are obsessed with our own comfort. Mm -hmm. I want... Comfort. I want my bank account healed. I want the gar full of gas, the, the grass green and mowed and beautiful. I want the soap is nice and soft. I want all seven million channels to come through clearly. <laughs> my comfort, my wine rack, my cheese rack, my bread bin. My, my, my.
0: Purple, it's like the me. My, my, yeah. Have you seen that video about the me church where it's all I about you? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The me church, yeah. Oh, it, it's
2: terrible. It's just terrible, and that's why the third world is going crazy. Somebody, uh, and the guy's name is Jim Rutz. He wrote an amazing book in 05 that came out. In this book, uh, he says, why is the church booming in the third world? He says, well, we're obsessed with all our stuff. He says, i got friends all over India that when they find 50 cents, they find two quarters on the, on the street. They say, oh, good, I can get a bus ticket. I can go to the other part of town into a new district, I'll stand up on a box, I'll start preaching, and I'll see who I can get saved. They do that on a free afternoon, and they, 12, 15 people get saved, he gathers them together, gives them the initial discipleship, gives hands out a Bible to each one of them, says, guys, and bam, he's planted a new church. That's what he's focused on.
0: And that's to seek you first, the kingdom. Yeah. It is. Yeah. We find, what do we we do find 50 it? cents, we don't even pick it up. Right. Oh, no, no. We're too good to pick that up. Yeah, we, we'd look around and see who's looking first.
2: Yeah, and so we got some guy here who's got a free afternoon. Uh, I'll wash the car, surf the net a little bit, go in and make a munchie, then a drink, and then another munchie, and then surf some channels, and then go look at all his toys in his garage, oh, the jet ski's looking good, the lawnmower's polished, the... Too
1: much
0: stuff. Yeah,
2: but, right. If you were God, who would you help? Would right. you help the man in India? Or would you help the, the loafer in suburbia?
1: Well, most Americans, though, think that for sure God must love us most because we're Americans, right? No,
2: yeah. It's, it's
0: God loves, uh, the scripture says he, he, he loves those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Oh, my goodness. You have to hunger yeah. and thirst after those. And he says those are the ones who are going to be filled. Well, filled with his presence, with his glory. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I really got my eyes opened, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago now, the very first time I went to Mexico. Because I grew up in church in the U.S. and going to church as a kid. And it's just the way you did church. And the very first time I ever went Mm -hmm. to Mexico, um, the church all got on these buses and went out to these migrant camps. And I saw for the very first time the difference between the way we did it and the way they did it. We open the church doors and invite people to come to us. They Uh went out to the people. And it was just such an eye-opening thing to me. I guess maybe I came to it late. But it was just so eye-opening to me, just the difference between open the doors of the church and ask people to come or open the doors of the church and go out to the people. Not not bragging or (laughs) boasting,
0: but that's what I do every day. Right, that and that's and, what the church should do, right. but I mean. Well, because you know. we're the body of Christ. We are the church, and we have an opportunity because we're not at the building every day. Right. We're, we're at our businesses. We're at our jobs. We're about, so as you're out, he says, as you're out and about, then you practice righteousness, advance the kingdom. He says, as you encounter people and you encounter them with all their woes, their just announce to them that the kingdom of God is near we have an opportunity to be a blessing to people every day.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and, and you've got to. It's, you know, we, we in America, we spend so much energy, you know, securing this. I mean, we want a we wanna megaplex church, this beautiful thing. And, and all that energy could be doing so much evangelism. I mean, Wolfgang Simpson is, a, is a, loosely a friend of mine who lives in Germany. He wrote a book called House Church. And he said, "It's the movement that is overtaking the world. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a it's a it's a viral, unstoppable. How do you stop meetings that take place in homes? You, you can't yeah. because everybody's in a home, and and if God's just working, you know, like a vine going from house to house and touching mm-hmm. it's." Um, Okay. Yeah,
0: I got to I got to say one thing on this because that's our midweek Bible study. We host midweek Bible studies, Raymond Word of Faith, in each other's homes, or if in anybody else's home. If anybody you know, we on the streets just say, hey, we want you to host at my home, we come and we do it just like Jesus. We when we're w- invited in their house, we leave the presence of the Lord there, and we just like last night when we left, I just decreed that the rest of the inhabitants, this young man, he's a student at Chico State the rest of his roommates would be impacted by the presence of the Lord because we're going to leave that presence here after the study. And yeah. there's other people that don't even go to our church saying, hey, could you uh, host Bible study at our church? Pastor Richard here the other day said, Vince, why don't you come over and have Bible study with us? You know, there's no, you can, we can advance the kingdom in many different ways. And again, yeah. no, there's nothing wrong with going to house to house.
2: Oh, it's it's thing. the way things it's the way things first. You know, it's called you know, the Greek word is oikos, you know, home. Uh, oikos evangelism, you know, go house to house, and you know, and and you know, and like Paul said, I don't come to you with fancy words. I come to you with the power of God.
0: Hallelujah!
2: Who doesn't want the power of God to touch their life? Everybody's got some pain, and. God takes that pain and pours peace over it, and uh, and you can you can rest again, you can cheer up again, and and you know we're supposed to traipse the world and do this, and like you said, you know, Rick, you went to Mexico, and and it 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 changed you. I remember going to Guatemala, walking into this church, and you know I'm leading the mission team, and we're going to go down there and help, you know, get the get the next floor on their building. I see ladies standing in the front of the church, jumping during worship. Jumping as if Jesus was just a little bit out of reach. You know, way like kids, you you walk into a room full of kids, and you got lollipops, and they're all just jumping, trying to reach and get a kid. These old ladies were jumping in the front of the church like that. Jesus, I want you, I want you, I want... And I, I, I stood there and wept, and I thought, I don't love... God, like these ladies do. This is embarrassing,
1: right? So you get your eyes open sometimes like that. Oh my goodness! Yeah,
2: you've, you've, the church. You know, we we aren't seeing church, New Testament style, in America generally.
0: So what you're saying, you were you were the chosen frozen? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I was told to behave. <laughs> you know, it's, For, yeah, I, I, yeah I, Be 18. frozen.
0: Yeah, be frozen. But I mean that, and. and...
1: And this isn't to pick on people, but that's kind of how we like Church in America is where nothing unseemly happens, where everything yeah. runs smooth like it's a program, mm-hmm. and it's all directed really well, and everybody feels oh. happy when they leave.
2: It's a Broadway show.
1: Right. It's a
0: production. Just yeah. for that Sunday.
1: You know, and to get back to healing, you know, the part of your that your book is really about— um, one of the things that I, I see every time I go to Mexico is in Mexico, when somebody gets sick, the very first thing they do is they pray. In yeah. America, it seems to me, the very first thing we do is we go to the doctor. And then if uh-huh. the doctor can't give us a pill, or the doctor can't give us an operation, or the doctor says, well, there's nothing I can do, then we go pray. Well,
0: well yeah, we like to, in yeah. America, we use prayer as a, as a last resort.
1: Yep. It's a spare tire? Right. You know, yeah. If the doctor can't do it, then, then we'll ask Well, Well, was because
0: we've been programmed by, by the system that told us to do that. But the, we're supposed to be reprogrammed or transformed by everyone in our minds and do it the kingdom way first, which is pray. He, the scripture is very clear. If anyone is sick among you, he didn't say let them re- call 911. He said let them call for the elders of the church and let them anoint him with oil. Yeah. And, and lay hands on them and the prayer of faith will heal the sick so so Drake how do you how do you
1: what's your message to people that don't use and I guess maybe that's your message don't use <laughs> it as a last resort how do you how do you encourage people to pray first
2: no oh, just just tell them pray first go to God first and you know if you just live in the spirit if you are immersed in the scriptures I mean when I'm tired of reading uh, and yeah. I, but I want more, I put the Bible on audio. Sometimes I've got the Bible on audio going four, five, six hours a day in my house. Me too, Drake. Yeah, and I'm sitting there thinking, I love this. Oh, I love this. Me too,
0: Drake. See, Drake, that's why we're like precious faith. I do the same thing. Last night after Bible study, an hour and a half of Bible study, I get in my car and put a CD in of of Pastor Bill Winston, listen to some more, because faith comes by hearing.
2: Yeah, sure it does. Yeah. Sure it does. Get in, get into it more. Um, you know, my brother is a pastor in Atlanta. But when he was pastoring back east, you know, a lady comes forward. You know, some pastors, if it's not on the bulletin, we're not doing it. What is this, a theater playbill?
1: Well, Richard, because people you know, be upset because uh, you didn't do follow the bulletin, Richard. You got to stop doing that.
2: <laughs> yeah, and these 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 pastors that so want to control their their congregation. You know, once they've got full control of their congregation. Something hits him and kind of "Golly, I wish something would happen that wasn't on the bulletin."
0: You know, a lot you of know, times our, on Sunday, our plans get
2: well, our plans get boring,
0: right? And a lot of times on Sunday, I, I have I have my lesson plan, and sometimes I, I well, I just get out of the way because I'll have these scriptures and this, and I get there, and the Holy Spirit said, "No, we're doing this. Okay, we're going that direction."
2: Yeah, a- this And is what Yeah, my brother's got this lady, and she just. It's time for sharing, and she just stands up, and she just, she just bursting with agony and grief, and she says, "I have diagnosed, I've got lymphomic cancer or something like that. It's all through my rib cage. I don't know what to do. I've got forty-two of these things." And and uh, my brother says, "Well," and his elder son says, uh, "This is a call to action right here, right now." She comes to the front, and these guys pray. Like they're at a football game. How do you act when somebody scores a touchdown? I don't sit there and say, oh, how logical and ducky. <laughs> I mean, these guys are praying.
0: Hallelujah. I mean,
2: praying like a smokestack. And this lady, they could hear. Pow, pow, pow. The now. tumors started to pop.
1: Woo.
2: And she felt 42 pops. She counted them. She felt 42 pops all through her rib cage. And she said, They're gone, they're gone. The place is going crazy. This is New York, USA now. And um uh, New York's a tough crowd, but and logic out crowd. the window. And my brother said, he said, Well, that wasn't on the bulletin, was it?
1: <laughs> well, we got about two minutes left in the show and I wanna ask you a question. Um Part of your book, Near the End, you talk about jealousy and Mm -hmm. people being jealous of healers or being jealous of other pastors or other groups. And you actually quote Philippians, what is it, um, Philippians 1, 15 to 18, I guess, in the book where Paul talks about some people preach it for good motives and some people don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And talk to us a little bit about that jealousy aspect.
2: Yeah, well, you know, look on a sports team. Um, if you have a star athlete says, "Nope, I want to do all the scoring here," that team is not going to make the championship. And if you got somebody who works as a team and and everybody's involved fully, that team goes farther. It's just the facts. And we, as the Christian team, need to not worry about who gets the glory. Who's got the nicer Buick? Who's got the, the 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 bigger resume? I mean, I am so thrilled when any minister has a triumphant breakthrough. I just it so excites me. Yeah, but see, and, they're the
1: competition, so we can't be happy for them, can we? No, that's the world's way of thinking.
2: Yeah, and that's what competition. Stop the competing. You know, when when God calls calls us all home, you know, rapture, and that's another whole topic. But it, the, the, this, oh, I'm first in line. Knock it off, knock it off. Bring other people. Raise up. But we're told to disciple others, teach others how to heal, and just be obsessed with that. I mean, when when you read some about some other ministers' awesome breakthroughs, um, oh, why don't you read in the scriptures? It just be a blessing. Be a blessing wherever you go. You know, do your devotions with the scripture. Not with the calculator in hand. Oh, they got higher offerings.
1: Knock it off. They've got a bigger church, higher numbers.
2: Yeah, don't do your devotions with a calculator, and uh, too many people do. All right. I got a Christian friend. They explode out of bed and they check the stock market. <laughs> How's how my how investments doing? These people are Christians.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're yep. really seeking first the kingdom, huh? All right. Well, yeah, we're coming thought, to the yeah. end of the show,
1: and just yep. want to thank you, Drake, again for being with no. us. And, uh, you know, just blessings on you and your ministry, and thank you for being with and us. And we're
0: going to have you back in a couple of months, love, to talk more about what's going on in your life. You bet. You call. Get to go out and get the book Healing Power Act, made by Drake Travis. You can find this book where, Barnes and nobles, Amazon. You can even get a free copy to us for a love donation of any mountain. If this broadcast has been a blessing fire, to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.